Welcome to Business with Purpose podcast. I am your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Normally, each week, I interview an entrepreneur, a CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who's trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. Each week, my goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. This is episode 180, which means it's time for another solo episode. So I don't have a guest this week. You're stuck with me. (laughs) I actually love connecting with you in a little bit of a different way during these solo episodes to either answer a burning question that you have, talk about a timely topic, or educate you on something that I think might be helpful. So this week, I'm actually doing a little combination of answering a frequently asked question and doing a little bit of education. Now, one question I have received very often is, okay, Molly, there are so many buzzwords and phrases thrown around like ethical fashion, fair trade, conscious consumerism, social enterprise, etc. What do they all mean? What is the difference? So today, I am basically going to be like your own personal Webster's Dictionary Ethical Edition and share some of the terms with you that I think you might hear regularly on this podcast or even just out in the world and what it is they mean. But before we go over all of that, I wanted to just share a couple of things with you. First, after over three and a half years of doing this podcast, I continue to just be blown away by your encouragement, and your support. I know I can talk all day about this show, but I actually wanted you to hear from fellow listeners on which episode is their favorite and why they love the show. So here are just a few, and I wanted to thank you for all of you who submitted submissions. Hi, I'm Kristen Stewart from Apex, North Carolina, and Molly has tasked us with something akin to picking a favorite child. I have two favorite episodes so far with the Business with Purpose podcast. First one is episode 16 with Eric Henry from TS Designs. I learned so so much about the manufacturing industry here in the United States. And the second one is episode 150, Tips to Reduce Your Waste. I live in an area that has textile recycling, but Molly gave so many other great ideas that I hadn't thought of before, and I shared it with lots of friends. Hey, this is Laura from Global Hughes Market in Nebraska, and I just wanted to say my favorite podcast has to be um, the episode with Jimmy Mayado um, from Compassion. We have five kids, and we sponsor five kids. It's been on my heart lately. I've been reading the book When Helping Hurts, so I'm just trying to make sure that we are giving in the most effective ways that we don't hurt these people culturally or for the long term and that we are helping to establish positive long-term impact. And what I liked about Jimmy, why I think I connected to him more and was not only the topic, but you could understand his compassion and his passion and you could hear that coming through. And that's just so important on a podcast. I mean, the topic has to be right, but they have to be engaging and you have to be sincere. Hey, Molly, it's Melissa from Adventures of Frugal Mom. I will absolutely say that my absolute favorite episodes that you guys do are the ones with you and your husband. One of the reasons why is because I love how you guys totally support each other, but also there's no matter what kind of day I'm having, I can just turn on one of those episodes and just start cracking up because both of you guys are just so hilarious and your husband's sense of humor is really dry, but you and him just play off each other and that's so great. I also want to thank you for being so open and honest with your listeners. Hi, Molly. It's Liesl. My favorite 
podcast episode that you have done actually more recently was with Allison Storm about the kids selling little elephants because Echo has actually now sold three boxes and I need to get a sponsor before I get more boxes because I can't keep buying them as fast as she can sell them. So that was definitely my most favorite episode um, thus far. And I love that I can now include Echo in some humanitarian work as a four and a half year old. Bye. Thank you so much to all of you who submitted your favorite episode. If you would like to be featured on an upcoming episode of the Business with Purpose podcast, all you have to do is Just record a voice memo in your phone and email it to me at hello at stillbeingmolly.com. That's hello at stillbeingmolly.com. And just share your name and where you're from and what your favorite episode is and why. Also, I wanted to share with you that the brand new Spring Summer 2020 collection from Seiko Designs has launched. The Hopefully Yours collection has everything from handcrafted legacy leather goods to handwoven and block printed textiles. Each piece in this collection is truly something to be treasured and celebrated, just like you. We promise that these pieces will become treasured items in your collection, telling not just a story of your personal style, but of hope, resilience, and belief. Now, if you're looking for my personal favorites, they are the vintage satchel in a gorgeous mixed metallic leather, the circle crossbody bag in oiled cognac, and the short caftan in hide and seek. Every piece in this collection is absolutely stunning, and I know you'll love it, and certainly you cannot go wrong. So in order to shop this incredible collection, go to SeikoDesigns.com slash Molly Stillman. That's S-S-E-K-O Designs.com forward slash Molly Stillman. All right, let's get into the episode. Now, the different terms that we're going to go over today are conscious consumerism, fair trade two words versus fair trade one word ethically made or ethical fashion, zero waste, social enterprise, slow fashion, circular fashion, closed loop fashion, cruelty-free, eco-friendly, fast fashion, FSC certified, what's a living wage, organic, social responsibility, wrap certified, and a certified B Corp. So we're going to kind of just give a very basic 36,000 foot view of each of these terms and what it is they mean essentially in layman's terms, because I know that you can just Google the definition, but sometimes it just helps to have a friend explain it to you. So these are in no particular order whatsoever. All right, first is a certified B Corp. So a B Corporation is essentially a certification that is actually can sometimes be known as a B Lab certification or a B Corp certification. It is a private certification that is issued to for-profit companies by B Lab, which is actually a global nonprofit organization. Now they are all over the world, but essentially what it means is that these companies go through a score. They take this assessment, they apply, they pay a fee, all these kinds of things, but they they have to receive a minimum score on their social and environmental performance. 
requirements in order to satisfy the requirement for a company to incorporate this certification. And really, they have to recertify every three years in order to maintain their B Corporation status. But it basically just means that they're doing business right. Okay, the next definition is RAP certified. Now, you're going to hear this in context typically, well, most of the time with factories. And so if we are talking about a RAP certified factory, that stands for Worldwide Responsible Accredited Production. It used to be called Worldwide Responsible Apparel Production, um, but it is a certification and organization that is dedicated to promoting safe, lawful, humane, and ethical manufacturing around the world through certification and education. And it really mainly focuses on the apparel, footwear, and any products that are sewn. So could be bags, things like that. So if you see something that is manufactured in a wrap certified factory, you know that this factory in particular has gone through the extra step to make sure that everybody in that factory is safe, humane conditions, they're paid a living wage, all those kinds of things. Um, a brand I love that actually happens to, I know, manufacture in a wrap certified factory is the kids clothing brand Primary. I love Primary. It's a great basic kids brand where you can just kind of get some great basic clothes for your kids and they manufacture in a wrap certified factory. So that's where that term comes from. Okay, this next term is kind of this, uh, there are a few terms here that are sort of umbrella terms. And this term is social responsibility. And essentially, what you will see this term used is a lot of companies, a ton of companies will have some type of social responsibility policy on their website. And sometimes a company might not necessarily be ethical, but they will have a social responsibility policy on their website. And you'll especially see this with companies that might be based or headquartered in California because there's a lot of actual legislation in California around this particular topic. But essentially what it means is that a company adheres to a business framework that values the people that work for the company and the planet as well as profit. So it's all about essentially benefiting local communities and their environment. However... A lot of brands can claim social responsibility, and that isn't necessarily always the case because there's not as many checks and balances when you see something like this. So this can really kind of fall under the umbrella of greenwashing, which is just sort of saying like using this more as a marketing technique and not actually being genuine about it. So if you see a brand that has a social responsibility policy, it might behoove you to just kind of dig a little bit deeper. All right. So we've already talked about it once on the show, and that is living wage. And so I get this question a lot in the context of, okay, well, how do you determine what a living wage is? What exactly is a living wage? What's the difference between a living wage and a fair wage? Um, Minimum wage. Obviously, minimum wage is just the absolute bare minimum that a company has to pay based on those local laws. So paying somebody a living wage is really about paying workers in all aspects of the production process a fair salary so that they are not trapped in poverty. What this means is that it it takes into account um, their nutritional needs, education, housing, other living costs. And so you're essentially determining what does it cost for this person to live 
to live their life and not be completely entrapped in poverty. Now, it is going to be completely different based on where you are. Because, I mean, a living wage here in Raleigh-Durham might be $15 an hour. But if you go to LA, a living wage is going to be way more than that. So it's going to be the same way in a developing nation, where I was actually talking with a brand in the ethical space the other day and legitimately just where they are manufacturing a living wage for some of their artisan partners can be as low as like three dollars a day because that's that is genuinely what a living wage is for them now they might pay above that but it's going to be totally different for somebody manufacturing in a tiny tiny area of maybe you know uganda versus, um, you know, uh, maybe a more expensive area in China. So it's going to depend. But again, it just really takes into account all of those factors on living costs. Okay, the next term is organic. Now we see this term on everything from food to clothing, all those kinds of things. So standards really can differ as to what organic quote unquote means from country to country, place to place. But in a general sense, organic fashion and organic products refer to the materials used and how they are grown. More, you know, the most common thing you're going to see is going to be cotton, hemp, things like that. So organic cotton, organic hemp. And that means that those materials are grown without the use of anything like pesticides, synthetic fertilizers, GMOs, um, you know, all those other types of chemicals. And obviously, this is really going to affect mainly the farmers. If you have seen the documentary, The True Cost, there is actually an entire part in this documentary about the cotton industry in India and how the toxins that are used in some of the cotton fields are you know, genuinely negatively affecting the health of the farmers there. So if that is something that is really you know, important to you, then shopping organic clothing can be really you know, beneficial. I personally love brands like Pact Organic, P-A-C-T. They have amazing, great organic cotton basics that are incredibly affordable. And also Prana, P-R-A-N-A. They have active wear and casual wear, and they have everything from organic cotton to organic hemp and the like. Okay, another fabric or material certification you might see is FSC certified. And basically what that means is that the fabric is made from tree fibers that come from sustainable sources, and they don't originate from any endangered or ancient forests. So the fibers will come from large scale areas of conservation. So products like tensile or monocell, those are often made from FSC certified eucalyptus and bamboo, and they are so soft. Now, um, you might have remembered I talked a lot about the company No Issue on a couple of podcasts, and they are a packaging company, and they use sustainable products, and all of their products are FSC certified. So that is where you might hear that term. Now, we talk a lot about the term fast fashion here on the show, and I talk about it in general. And 
I have had a lot of questions about what exactly fast fashion is. And so what it is, is it is used, it is a term that is used to describe clothing that is produced quickly and cheaply. I've always told the story about how, you know, back in, you know, our parents or grandparents day and age, there were four seasons of clothing, (laughs) spring, summer, fall and winter. And now with the way fast fashion has moved, we have about 52 seasons of clothing, if not more. So a lot of the fast fashion brands, your Forever 21s, your H&Ms, companies like that are getting in new products literally every single week. And so the the clothing is just produced incredibly quickly, um, very cheaply. And so brands are, you know, overproducing. They have low retail prices and there's just mass, mass waste, poor working conditions and a really negative environmental impact. And so on the flip side, we are really big advocates for the term slow fashion. So essentially it is the opposite of fast fashion. And it's really just rejecting this sort of consumeristic mindset and being a lot more mindful about how we purchase and just understanding that we don't need new things every single week. We don't need to eradicate shopping entirely, but it really is just focusing on quality items that you know are going to last and just being really conscious of what you buy and how your purchases impact others. All right, another blanket term that you will see a lot is the term eco-friendly. And this is a term very similar to sustainability. And it's that it's this all-encompassing term that takes in a lot of different factors. So eco is obviously short for ecology, which is the study of interaction between organisms and the environment. So if something is eco-friendly, it's really about minimizing anything that might negatively affect affect the relationship between organisms and the environment. So it might you might take into account things like um, organic cotton or hemp or if something is dyed with organic dye or vegetable dye or how much water is being used to grow the fabric. It's really about focusing on this relationship between the environment and the organisms that are used to make our things. Speaking of environment, another one that you might see a lot, especially you'll see this in the makeup and beauty industry, is cruelty-free. Now, you know, on face value, cruelty-free means that companies did not test the ingredients or the products on animals during the production That means no animals were killed or harmed anywhere in the world during production. Now, cruelty-free does not, however, mean that animal ingredients are avoided altogether. That For that, you're really going to need to look more towards vegan, which is just not using any animal byproducts whatsoever. But... Across the board, cruelty-free is a can be a certification, and normally you'll see maybe like a little heart symbol, maybe a little bunny or something like that. Um, but cruelty-free really is about making sure that no products are tested on animals and no animals are harmed during the production process. Now, there are two terms that are very similar, and I'm going to kind of talk about them both. And one is closed-loop fashion, and another one is circular fashion. So circular fashion first just kind of refers to the entire life cycle of a product. And it really kind of has this focus on, 
the circle of creating a product, using the product, and then recycling the product rather than creating the product, using the product, and throwing the product away. So it looks at products beyond their just original function, their original lifespan, and you're really focusing on how you might be able to use the materials or the products in different ways. And it also takes into consideration everything, including like the design, sourcing, transportation, the how you store the product, the marketing of the product, and then obviously the sale and disposal of the product. Now, closed loop cycle is very, again, very similar to circular fashion, but um, it essentially means that all of the clothes are made from pre-existing clothes and textiles. So you're starting with a recycled product and then you're so you're you might take something from circular fashion. So you're taking a, a product that already exists and then you break it down through some type of environmentally sound process. You turn it back into yarn or fabric and then you recycle it into another garment. So this actually forms a closed loop in an item. So it has this eternal life cycle where it's constantly getting recycled and reused and recycled and remade and reused and so on and so forth. Okay, the next term is social enterprise. Now, almost all of the guests that I have on this show, you know, with the exception of maybe like a photographer or something like that. But anybody who owns a product-based business is going to say that they probably own a social enterprise. And essentially, it's an organization or a business that is really applying strategies to maximize improvements in financial, social, and environmental well-being. So it's really about making the most of your business, running a business ethically, having a positive impact on, again, financial, social, and environmental aspects of your business. So again, it's, it's another one of those blanket terms. Now, the term zero waste, this is one that is a newer-ish term in the last few years. And what it is, is it is a set of principles that focuses on waste prevention and similar to closed loop, but this really might even start earlier in the manufacturing process is really making sure that every single product, every single scrap is used or reused and that there is basically essentially no waste whatsoever. Um, I in January actually got to visit a small artisan group in Kenya while I was there. And it was just so cool to see the way that they are really working towards being zero waste. And so, you know, I was seeing how in their production process, they, you know, they take scraps of fabric to turn it into one thing. And then even the scraps from that, those scraps are cut and reused for something else. And then like the last tiny little bit scraps that you think there's no way they can do anything with this. They use those scraps as stuffing for their little stuffed animals that they make. So they get really, really creative in how they reduce waste across the board. Okay, on the consumer side, conscious consumerism is another one of these terms that is just getting thrown around all the time. And essentially what it is, is it is this way of making this declaration that we have power in our purchasing and we are aware of the power 
in our purchases. We are conscious of the power of our purchases. And so somebody who is a conscious consumer, I would identify as a conscious consumer, is that I am somebody who seeks out, I'm looking for ways to make positive decisions on what I buy. And I try to find solutions to some of the negative impacts that are caused by consumerism. So it's really, it's not about being perfect. It's not about getting right things right all the time. It's really just having this awareness that the you have power in your purchasing and you want to have a positive effect on the world based on how you purchase things. And then the last two definitions are sort of the biggest ones. And I'm going to talk about Fair trade two words versus fair trade one word first. Um, so the difference between fair trade two words as two words rather than one refers to just sort of, again, the general movement advocating for trade on fair terms for the environment and people involved. Brands like Seiko Designs is a fair trade brand. They're a member of the Fair Trade Federation, two words. And you can also be a company that might not necessarily be a member of the, a fair trade federation or organization, but you f- use and practice fair trade principles. Now, fair trade as one word is a globally recognized organization. This is an, an actual umbrella organization that has an international system. So this is a certification process, a pretty intense one. This is where you're going to see like that yin yangy type symbol on things. And so if you are actually interested in this in particular, the difference between fair trade one word and fair trade two words... I actually would recommend you go back and listen to episode 139 of the podcast. And my guest was Mark Choit and around the 3150 mark. So almost towards the end of the episode, we actually talk briefly about this. And so he did a really great job of explaining the difference between the two. Okay, and then last but not least is ethically made or ethical fashion. So very similar to terms like sustainability and eco-friendly. Ethical fashion is this umbrella term that can include everything from fashion design and production, retail, purchasing, all those kinds of things. So there isn't really an exact definition, but it's just understood that it is this active approach to manufacturing and creating products that positively impact the environment and the lives of the people who make them. It is focusing on reducing poverty through non-exploitative, fair pay, living wage, good conditions, jobs. It is really, really, really just this mission of changing the world with how you create jobs and how you do business. Now, it's pretty impossible for a brand that is kind of new on the market to be entirely ethical from start to finish because an ethical fashion brand might be an amazing ethical fashion brand in the way they produce things, but they might not necessarily know where they get their cotton from or their leather from or something like that. So it's about balance. It really is about balance. And I know brands all the time that are working to improve every step in their supply chain and their process. But It's just a great kind of starting point in an attempt for brands to better their production processes. 
Okay, well, that's it. I hope that this episode was helpful to you. And remember, if you have any questions at all, you can always email me at hello at stillbeingmolly.com or you can find me on social media at stillbeingmolly or at business with purpose podcast. And as always, if you share this show on social media, please use the hashtag business with purpose podcast. It really means the world to me when you do that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first-time listener of the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. Be sure to check out all of the archives for so many amazing entrepreneurs and business owners who are changing the world with their businesses. And if you are a regular listener of the show, thank you for tuning in week in and week out, and thank you for your support. Be sure to head on over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, or wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button. Clicking that button helps to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you just take a moment to leave a review for me, pretty please? (laughs) It just helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is personally impacting you. This show is edited by my amazing husband and executive producer, John Stillman, with support from Kelly Dalton. And the music is by Mark Killian of Third Wheel Media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose. Purpose.